Hello everybody, welcome back to episode 24 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I'm your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And we're bringing you this episode on November 30th, 2020. God rest your souls. And uh, as always with these films, uh, spoiler alert, and now let's just get into the podcast. Uh, This week, uh, I've chosen a film uh, that sort of fits our uh, holiday season uh, as we approach uh, Christmas and the end of this uh, tumultuous uh, year, to say the least, to say the very least. Um, and uh, so I've chosen uh, a pretty uh, lighthearted film compared to some of the other films that I've chosen in the past. Um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, from 1987. It's another film directed by John Hughes and starring a certain somebody. Um, and uh, the basic sort of uh, overall plot of this film is that it's about a man's uh, struggle to uh, get back to his family on Thanksgiving. Uh, and along the way, uh, he uh, meets a traveling uh a shower ring salesman, um, and they sort of get into uh, misadventures as they uh, they head back home. Uh, so I guess uh, the reason why I picked this film is, uh, one, I guess uh, I wanted to stick to sort of like uh, the sort of holiday theme that I guess I, I, st- I started with uh, Halloween uh, in a way. Uh, so, because, like, Sterling says, like, you know, you're going to torture me with horror movies <laughs> during Halloween. Um, he's going to show me just absolute, just schmaltzy garbage uh, during the holidays. Although Uncle Buck was good. I like that. But, you know, this is another film that's basically of the same ilk. Um, so... You know, it's kind of strange that, you know, Sterling hadn't really, uh, I, I mean, I remembered showing it to him a long time ago, but he just completely has blanked the memory out of it, <laughs> has blanked the memory of it. Uh, so it was, uh, it was nice to see, uh, his sort of, uh, fresh take, uh, on it. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a perfectly charming film. Um, you just, uh, it's like the perfect sort of classic 80s road movie. Um, and, you know, just, uh, it's, it was, uh, sort of a different, it was very different for, uh, John Hughes, who was sort of known at the time for, uh, writing these sort of teen comedies. I believe he was the writer of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, um, and sort of an interesting story behind that movie uh, is that he sort of dis- somehow he sort of like disguised himself. Uh, he snuck on, like no, I think it was like a college campus or something. He's like snuck into like a freshman class, um, and he sort of used that as sort of the basis for uh, a lot of like the dialogue and sort of situations, I guess, um, in that film. Uh, which is, it's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, he was sort of known for, like, sort of these sort of teen, uh, comedies. He was known for writing movies for what they called the Brat Pack, which are movies that included, like, Molly Ringwald and, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And this movie was sort of, uh, this was different, and, like, critics took a lot of, uh, note uh note of that uh this this movie was actually very critically acclaimed weirdly enough but it didn't really light the box office on fire uh which is a uh, which is kind of funny cuz now it's sort of considered uh a holiday classic yeah uh, and i can totally attest to that because my mom when i told her we were going to watch this movie and she would have been from that era of like the audience that would have been marketed to for this movie. 
She uh, she hates this movie. She does not like That's this movie. That's surprising. I can't imagine anyone hating this movie. Yeah, I can't either. Like, it, it, especially because she likes movies like Coming to America and yeah. uh, Money Talks or whatever. What Trading I, Places? Trading Places. What am I talking That's about? That's a classic, yeah. Yeah, she loves those, so it's like, oh, you think you like this too. Yeah, this movie is so likable. I don't know if my mom's like a huge John Candy fan. Hmm. Really, I don't know if she even like... Yeah, that's that saw any of his movies. I'd have to ask because I don't know if she's ever seen like Spaceballs, and it's not like he's the lead of it, but he's, right, he's a memorable part. Um, yeah, and obviously <laughs> we're alluding to him. And John Candy's in this movie. He's it's just, yeah. It's John Hughes. If it's John Hughes, John Candy's not far behind. Yeah, right at least up in these until, late eighties, <laughs> right up until like nineteen ninety four. Maybe we would have got more. Yeah, More I John feel like Hughes there could have been like a sequel to this movie. I think John Hughes lost like all of his stars because they all died from being fat. <laughs> and unfortunately, he passed away. Yeah, but not not till way later, two thousand nine. Yeah, and he died of uh, he died of a heart attack. Yeah, probably the abuse from all those fun times from the yeah. being a director in the eighties. Success, like being a director in the eighties, must have been like yeah. an experience. He did write, I think, I think the, uh, the, I think he wrote and directed The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Which I, think I love is when he does, like, movies. it's almost one of, it's kind of funny when he does, like, a movie, he kind of, like, he writes it, he directs it, he produces it, his, he's, his, com- his company makes yeah. it, and then he just uses some bigger person to distribute it. <laughs> yeah, that movie is a, is an absolute classic. Oh, uh, the Breakfast Club. Oh, of course, everyone. Lo- I love that movie. Yeah, I think that's his masterpiece. But uh, and the the weird like pre goth chick in that movie, right? Uh, the girl who her the girls like her become goth chicks in the nineties. Um, she's in a movie that I'm going to show you in the future with also John Candy. What was her name? Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah. It's gonna. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I believe I remembered that. I don't know what you'll think about the, the this other one. It's not the usual John Candy. That one will be a fun experience. It's not like this. Oh yeah. What was it? The what The was Lonely it the, the Only Lonely only One. Only the Lonely. Only the Lonely. Jesus yeah, if Christ. anyone knows that one. If you if you can guess, we're kinda like pretty big John Candy fans. I definitely, uh, yeah. We I each love all, John we Candy. each know the classics and then Sweet we songs. have our own like uh Although you side movies, you've John never Candy seen like. uh, Blues Brothers. No, he's in the Blues Brothers. Have you ever seen Stripes with Bill no. Murray? I've never seen that either. But he's in that. Maybe I you can watch, watch it and show that. it to me one day. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's, he's in the in movie. The... He's in a <laughs> in a movie that's not a comedy that I've seen called JFK. <laughs> Which is a Oliver Stone conspiracy theorist movie. That's so weird. <laughs> That's I mean, so it came random. out in like the nineties. That's so random that John Candy would be in that. And um, it wasn't like some fucking low budget shit thing either. Kevin Costner's in it. Oh yeah, it's that, it's that you know big. It. Yeah, I never, I've never watched it's it. A fucking, but like, it's a conspiracy. It fest. was totally like John Candy, like his comedic, like I'm being a serious actor now. He was playing attempt. like some sleazy, like southern. Like con man, like, I don't know. I just can't imagine John Candy being anything but like a good guy. Just a fun, you know. Yeah, I don't ball. want him to be a sleaze ball or like. I mean, you no, know. Oh, don't be serious. For me, sometimes that's kind of interesting to see. Ugh, no. <laughs> I don't want to see. Not a great movie. Though. I don't want to see Robin Williams make like a cheating husband oh. like. Get a blowjob from his mistress and take pictures. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, for some horrible reason, I've seen that movie. You've seen One Hour Photo? Because my that was the love that movie. You fucking would. You are (laughs) of course you you are that guy. Um, You're that guy if you never met Travis. (laughs) You be you became that guy. You got a job at like the like some weird like sub genre at Walmart, and then you just become in a corner. And it is like you've never had friends, but thank God Travis was one day went, well, say, what's your name? <laughs> and then right then stopped Lee's future of becoming a weird stalker. 
That movie's so weird. I'm, I'm obviously it's probably a good movie and all that shit acting blah 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 Lee's criteria, but it's just like it's, Robin Williams. What? <laughs> He's like this weird. I'm sorry. I well, sorry I you can't show me that movie, but I've actually seen that movie because my mom like. That was the blockbuster era, so like that was movie my mom rented once, and That's then I crazy. had to. She watched my movie. That was did she just the, say, "Oh, Robin Williams, this got to be a comedy, right?" She just always picked the like you know how it's, you know that era was the adult the adult always pick an adult movie, yeah, and uh, the kid always picked the kid movie, and I think mm-hmm. she just saw yeah, I think she just saw like oh Robin Williams serious, let's try this out, and it was just like Jesus. oh she thought it was gonna be like Patch Adams or something. I don't know what she thought. I was eight or nine or whatever, and I was <laughs> like, this movie's fucked up. Um, it is a very fucked up movie. It is. It's very weird. It's, it's obviously the way I can and like this. It's sad. The fact that I the can. The ending descri- is really sad. The fact that I remember that movie basically completely <laughs> is how much it stuck to me. It's so amazing how we're, how we're talking about that movie <laughs> more than. Uh, Planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, you gotta, go, little, on, you gotta go on the tangents, but yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the cast. I love this movie. I loved uh, um, trains. Yeah. Uh, after talking about movie, I hated. It. Yeah, this is a movie I loved. Um, and this movie, it doesn't have a big cast. It has a bunch of remarkable uh, uh, a lot of good secondary cameos. cast. Uh, but yeah, it's all just people who are like in every eighties movie. You got the Bueller guy, Bueller. Ben Stein, Bueller, yep, with the longest ears in the world. Bueller, yep, Ben Stein. You have that fucking. Did you ever watch his uh, show on Comedy Central, Ben Stein's Money? I think I watched with Jimmy like Kimmel. Once or Jimmy twice. Kimmel was like the fucking co-host, and he would just make fun of everybody. I don't remember it. It was all. This is when Jimmy Kimmel was like late nineties. This is when Jimmy Kimmel wasn't like a billionaire because of a and AB ABC didn't own his soul. No, yeah, exactly. So they they didn't turn him squeaky clean. Yeah, like oh, I make a lot of money now because like he used to do before the Man Show. Yeah, he used to do Man like Man Show, which was just like you can't do that now. That show was awesome. That show was so funny. Um, whatever. Uh, you had the the fat like redheaded cunt. She's always a cunt in movies. The the rental car. Oh movie. yeah, she I always plays name. a cunt. I should probably look up her name, <laughs> but uh, she was in the thing that weirdly enough that I remember her the most from was <laughs> the movie Master of Disguise. She was the mom. She was Pistachio Disguise's mom. <laughs> with the uh, that she, was their last name, Disguise. That was their last name. I forgot, name. yeah. Pistachio Disguise. Ah! I, the most horrible movie I ever. I saw that movie in theaters. Her name's Edie McClurg. She yeah, she a, always... Well, I guess she doesn't play a cunt in that one. She plays a dumb bitch in that one, but... But then she, like, apparently at the end, she, like, oh, I knew all the time, or I was a badass the whole time. She, yeah, because like, she's also an assassin or disguise She's one of the disguise that movie's ridiculously retarded. It. It's like basically a children version of Bucky Larson, but before Bucky Larson, it's where Bucky Larson probably got uh, inspired by. What horrific inspiration for <sighs> a movie! But anyways, rude. But yeah, that scene is just. But yeah, she hilarious. but she plays a lot of that character where she's just like. Meh. But yeah, I I like that scene. In that scene, they used up all. They saved all the fucks. For that scene. Was this movie yeah. rated R? PG thirteen. You could say that many fucks in a PG thirteen. I knew like PG thirteen was different in the eighties. It would just it was just invented three years before oh, so by even, Steven Spielberg. So it's like what was rated R? Violence? Yeah. Vi- it wasn't cursing yet because they treated people Violence like Violence and I guess more than one F word, I guess. And nudity. Yeah, this well no, because they use fuck way more than once in this movie. Just but in that one scene. Yeah, but he says it like 30 times in that one scene. Yeah. Give me a fucking car and this fucking piece of shit, you fucking dumb motherfucking bitch. <laughs> like, he's so mad. And it's like, you would be in that in situation. Oh, I would be furious. But like, I don't know, I probably wouldn't react the same way. Too much of a pussy. But And then also, he didn't get another car. Yeah, he did something stupid. He got fucked, and then he threw away his rental yeah, grant. I don't know why he would do his, that. Yeah. I get you're angry, but I definitely want to do that. Yeah, that's retarded. And like, luckily, oh, sorry, and, I didn't mean to. Uh, no, oh God, you used the Awood. Um, 
And I, it just goes to show you got to love the era we live in because all you would do nowadays is like, oh, all right, give me your phone number and it's on the computer. There's no more of that like, oh, your rent, you don't have that piece of paper? Oh, it's gone forever. Yeah. It's like, nope, everything's in computers now. Everything yeah. that you have it, I give you have my name, then you can fucking find it. I mean, it's probably made it harder on people with customer service, but <laughs> you can't yeah. just be like, oh, it doesn't exist because the piece of paper doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Almost sort of, but then it's sort of like he's sort of, he gets into that mishap with the, what was it, like the taxi driver? Yeah, like you don't pick a fight with a taxi driver. Taxi drivers are crazy guys. <laughs> but people. I like that line. He's like, if I wanted a joke, I'd follow you in the john and watch you take a leak. And he immediately gets that gets fucking... punched like, in the face and he almost gets killed. Yeah, he gets picked up by Candy. his testicles. Yeah, after, uh, you know, John Candy. Yeah, I love up. that. John Candy's like, I will move my car, but you will pick him up, sir. Because he thinks, and he thinks he's doing like a good thing by having him up. Not knowing, <laughs> like the reason why he just yeah. got fell over in the streets is because he got punched in the face. Typical John Candy in this movie. Uh, fucking. Just a lovable goofball. <laughs> I don't know about lovable, but. <laughs> I mean, lovable, lovable to the audience, but not to Steve Martin. At first, yeah, I guess. Or anybody. For most of the movie. A lot of people probably. For most of the movie, he's not very lovable to Steve Martin, even. (laughs) It's kind of funny. It's not till, like, kind of, they get to that. When they get drunk is when he kind of, like, they officially bond, bond. Exactly, yeah. Um, When he, like, basically saves him from freezing to death. Yeah, and that's that's a classic way men and just people in general bond is, like, let's get drunk. Then you laugh and you be silly. And, and you, you kind of like reveal yourself a little bit. Yeah, you let loose, and then yeah, and then you had that emotional scene where he's just like, "Well, at least you have a woman that you can grow old with." And then he's yeah. just like, and it took him a second. He's like, "Yep, I got that." And then you're like, "He doesn't have it." <laughs> yeah, you say like, "Yeah, this movie's not just because it's like it's a fun comedy. It doesn't have." It's not that it doesn't have some like, it has strong depth. emotional It has beat. like... Yeah, it has depth. It ex- he's not just goofy because he's... I think he's it's an- about appreciating what you have. Yeah, it's not like uh, the Hubie Doobie movie. Oh, uh, Adam Sandler Hubie Doobie. Garbage. Uh, where he's just stupid. Of- he's, just a, he's just an idiot. There's no backstory. It's not like, oh, his dad was abusive or like, oh... Da, 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 da. No, he's just an idiot. He's... Uh, but... In, but yet he's like perfect at everything. Yes, it's just like. But in this one, John, he's more real because then you realize, like, oh, he's like this because it's a defense mechanism. Like he yeah, talks he's not to doing everybody. A stupid voice the whole time. Yeah, he. Well, that. But that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, he's talking. He he talks to everybody, and he's very annoying. He's one of those people. Like, oh, he talks to everybody. He'll ask you cl- tons of questions, and it's because he hasn't been home in years. He has no home to go to. He's very. His wife. Once his wife died, he probably went on the road and never went home. Um, yeah, and yeah. so like he just. So it's like, oh, it's not. He's not an idiot. He's really sad. He's got depth. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes him kind of you know really lovable, and you you really feel sorry for the guy. Yeah, yeah. There's pathos. Yeah, and it's you got the you got the really nice and just one of the key points in this movie. Uh, and uh, I love the music in this movie. The music, not just the music of like the actual yeah. singing music, but just the, the setting score, the tone music the soundtrack. Yeah, I miss that. The, the score from like the 80s slash 90s where it didn't sound like the intern made it on Tuesday. And it's just right. like, it's just like corny. Like boop, boop, it's not a boop, boop, boop. Yeah, or just score. corny elevator music. Like it's just, it's, it is like goofy. It's like, and it's, yeah. it's silly. Like it's obviously that like, oh, it's sad right now. Oh, it's getting happier. And it's, it's like manipulating your emotions. Yeah. It's supposed to, but it's entertaining. Yeah. Um uh and it's I don't know, it just sounded better back then. It sounded like better produced. It sounded like the people who made it cared more back then. I mean, it just seems like that's the thing with older movies. I always feel like the you, there's just like the music is always more memorable. They always cared more. Nowadays like film music is Sort I think it's because thought. it's because it's like so many movies have been made by this point, and we're at when things were normal. So many movies were getting made a year 
it's like how much how unique can the film the the sound the score be at a point i mean it's i think the last like, like how like, much, like, i would say like the last truly like iconic theme that's been created is like the avengers theme dun dun, dun yeah dun, dun. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that has like, like the whole superhero feel to it. It's yeah, not like I'm talking about generic. the mu- I'm talking about just a score where it's like, oh, the scene is supposed to be starting set. It's like this the music that sets your tone or supposed to help your mood in the movie. Right. It's where the movie's holding your hand like you're supposed to be sad right now and now you're supposed to be happy and now you're supposed to be angry. Yeah, it's a kind of classic uh, score. Yeah, they don't they still scores do aren't it, like that. But they're not as good as it's not as good it's doing it like i said like a lot of it's probably just because it's at a point like how many times how many times can you make that different how many times can you make that sound different so it's like it stands out then it's a lot of things in these movies from the like older movies stand out more and you're like why do they not seem shitty in this it's like oh it's because at this point they're either inventing it or it's only been done like once or twice like the whole montage at the end like it's not used in this movie to just skip over. Right. And, and and it's a key thing in 80s movies, but like it got abused like after the 80s. Like the 80s mm-hmm. invented it where it just helped kind of like make an hour and a half movie fill a still have like a 3-hour well, story. Actually, in it. I think it would I'd say it was probably Rocky that sort of invented it. And that was in the 70s. 78, like 70, basically getting going six. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he <laughs> But yeah, you get that, like those whole montage, like now montages, it's just used as a lazy tactic to skip over like, oh, character development. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. This, it a wasn't montage, like. A montage can be a great thing if done yeah, well. I like the montage this way because it was already scenes we saw and it was just him remembering things and then him putting two to two, two and two yeah, together. Yeah, it was a, Part of the yeah, it was like a major part of the story. It was a revelation that the character was having. Yeah, like because when he finally was able to be like, okay, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna stop me. I'm in Chicago. If I have to walk, I'm getting home, and it would only take me an hour or so. Exactly. He's a, yeah. he's able to like finally like relax and think about like how after how horrible these last few days was like how gravely he was thinking of it like oh i'm so great i'm gonna see my kids yeah and my We're family nice and my meal. wife and i'm gonna eat good food after eating crackers and drinking little bottles of yeah. like surviving off losing all my money losing everything like just a horrible time um and then then you and then he's thinking about like what that he starts thinking about and then he's able to like appreciate John Candy's character a little bit. Yeah. Like it's, when you think back upon it, into. when, yeah, when you think about it, it's like how funny it was when you're not living it. It's not so terrible. You're like Jesus Christ, he lit the car on fire. Like, <laughs> like it's so crazy. Like, like what if I was just an insurance, like I'm an insurance. He, he grabbed my ass while we were sleeping. <laughs> I, and I held his hand and like, he kissed my ear. He kissed my And ear. like, I'm like, uh, well, I don't even know what his job was, Steve Martin, but it's just a boring generic job. Some like stock. Yeah, and all of a sudden trader. now I'm doing these. I'm on. I'm on planes, trains, and automobiles. Like, like yeah, they run the gamut. They go and they go. And the automobiles is a two tier. It's buses and cars. Yeah. And uh, he, he rode in the back of a shitty like pickup truck. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, it eventually ends with a uh, a fucking trailer. You go in the back of a sixteen wheeler. Um, <laughs> and a freezer. Yeah. Uh, beats walking. Yeah, exactly. I just, <laughs> I love when he pulls up. Like our chariot has come. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Was, I just started cracking. And, he, up. and then he's just like, oh, as long as there's a heater, he's like, well, it's <laughs> <laughs> the way. Not with the milk. Just the way that John Candy like delivers certain lines is like crack me up. That's one in the scene. That's the scene I noticed that he had all of a sudden as a black eye. That was weird. I don't. And I'm just like, I, where I did like he get that black eye? Scene. I feel like, yeah, either something happened behind the scenes, or there, yeah, there is a deleted scene where like Steve Martin must have punched him in the face. Somebody, someone <laughs> must have, because yeah, he gets he. Uh, maybe there was a maybe he pissed someone off in the prison. Wait, no, he didn't go mm. to prison. I thought they went to jail for a second, but I don't know. Well, um, they went to court or something no no the car just got impounded and they just like well, leave it 
Oh, yeah. Um, and he's like, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> like, <laughs> boop, boop, boopity boop. <laughs> um, but who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's I'll, probably a few scenes that are were on the cutting room floor. and Yeah. And yeah, like I was saying, sorry, I went on a ramble about that, but uh, yeah. the yeah. and montage, and then he's able to link it, link the cues. They, by remembering, he starts remembering actually like the real moments of John Candy's character when he's like, mm-hmm. the oh, I haven't been at home in years. The, the that's throwaway the one, that's, comment. That's the line that really resonates with him, and that's what makes him get off the train. Because it was, he, wasn't, he wasn't acting. He wasn't just saying one of his anecdotes. He wasn't just trying to be a character. He was just eating. He was just like, oh, I haven't been home in years. And it's like, don't you have a wife? Yeah, you keep talking about your wife, and then... He puts the pieces together. It's like, oh, she's dead. She's yeah, dead and I, I love that scene when he, like, you you brought up. It's like almost a romance scene, like where the the guy's like, I gotta go get the girl. Yeah, and like he's run, and then yeah. he busts through the doors, and John Candy's like a child, just sitting there, like, oh. And he's, he's just like, Neil, a- what are you doing here? <laughs> no, Dell or Dell, what are you still doing? Dell Griffith, that's the name of uh, John Candy's yeah. character. I oh god! One of my and obviously probably one of your favorite scenes is the scene where he he's uh, Steve Martin is railing in on them and he's like, "Now I can just sit through days of an insurance conferences." And you know what? When people go like, "How do you do it?" I'll tell them, "I met Dell Griffin." And they'll go, "I understand who you know. I understand what you what you what you're saying." Uh, Shower ring salesman. And I was just like, "Poor John Candy, he's crying. Stop being so mean." But my my favorite line is actually something that comes after that, which is like, "If you're gonna tell a story, have a point. It makes it so much better for the listener." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love Steve Martin. Steve Martin is fucking great too. We gotta talk a little bit about. Oh, him I love too. Steve Martin. I mean, Steve Martin's another classic. I mean. I mean, I know you hate this movie, but bringing down the house with Queen Latifah and Steve it, Martin, it's, it's just, it's one of his last dumb. movies. It was. Um, and he did, well, I think he was doing like Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, I love that movie too. And then those too. stupid fucking Pink Panther movies. I like the first one. Okay. I never I've saw never the sequel. I've never seen them. And you'll show me. The, like, I'll show the you the first, first one. one. Great. First one's decent. I awesome. like it. Um, I love Cheaper by the Dozen. Have you seen that? Yes. That's a good movie, and you hate it. I did not see the second one. Oh, I saw the second one, too. It's good. Um, Yeah, and I I forgot, like, Steve Martin was in in movies regularly up until mid-2000s, and then he's just like, map. He was one of the biggest, like, And now he just does his folk music and, like, He does some comedy comedy shows now with with, uh, uh, Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short. Uh, watch another the thing that they did on, actor. like they did on Netflix. I need to fun. watch it, but like it seems kind of like more like it'd be for like older people. It definitely is, but I like growing up with it's more like I show s- tunes. It seems like. Well, it wasn't totally like musical. It was like a lot of like kind of like I guess you'd say like old vaudeville sort of kind of humor. Definitely, it definitely is a lot. Definitely is kind of for like an older audience, but I did get. Like the references, uh, some a lot of the references that they're making, maybe not all of them, um, but it was it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, Steve Martin. Have you ever seen the movie The Jerk? No. Oh, you never saw. Okay. Yes, I can show you that movie. That's one of my favorite comedies. Um, that's a classic. Yeah. Uh, the what? Have you ever the- heard of it? Yes, I have. He has like a pointy nose, doesn't he? I know he has a weird. No, nose. that's that's Roxanne. Oh, okay, that's a different movie. Then I'm thinking of a completely different movie. The Jerk is the movie where he's a uh, he's a guy who uh, he was adopted by a a black family, um, and so a movie you can't do notice. Probably not. But then he like he goes off to like make make it on his own. And he gets into all, like, he's just, like... Oh, so he's, like, a white guy who thinks he's black. Not exactly. It's not that kind of, no. It's not that racist. It doesn't go, no, it's not that, it doesn't go that far. It, that movie would be infamous. So why is he called a jerk? Is he an asshole? 
Because he's just kind of like this dumb, goofy guy. I mean, I'll definitely show this movie okay. to you because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I like the way I uh, my first introduction to Steve Martin is Father of the Bride. Wow, um, that's what I remember him from, like as a kid. That's the first one I saw him from, other than like bringing down the house and cheaper by the dozen. Because. Mm. Um, I think my mom liked that movie. Or it was on TNT one day when I was a kid and I watched Probably. it. It's one of those definitely movies. <laughs> and uh, uh, Father of the Right 2. seen I that too. I they made two of those movies. I know. It's a really weird movie to make two of. Um, and then the daughter of that movie eventually becomes a sister and according to Jim. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's where she uh, goes. Um, wh- I, I think my first exposure to uh Steve Martin was uh, a movie called Sergeant Bilko. Yeah, I haven't watched any of his like 80s or like No, this is movies. from the 90s. Yeah. This uh, is a okay. forgotten movie. It sounds forgotten. But <laughs> my family and my dad and my brother especially, we all really fucking love this movie. <laughs> we recorded it uh on fucking like Stars on VHS. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Dated yourself right there. I'm yeah, of course. I'm an old old man. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, we used to fucking watch this shit. We recorded that and the movie Vegas Vacation, the last of the Vegas or uh, the Vacation movies, the oh Chevy Chase, which is another franchise that was created by John Hughes. And the only good one in the franchise is the first one. Uh, I kind of have a soft spot for that last one, Vegas Vacation. Because they I grew go to up with Paris in one or London in that's one. That's European Vacation, and yeah. yeah, that movie's shit. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Oh, is did good. they remake that movie? The first one. It was a reboot. Recently, some dumb reboot. Yeah, it looked terrible. It has the yeah. guy from like Hangover. Yeah, Ed Helms. God, don't do that. Hollywood, stop doing that. I think that. it flopped. Don't you dare remake Uncle Buck or uh, oh, God, trains, planes, planes, trains, and, and planes, trains, automobiles. Ugh, like, don't I you, fucked it up. Don't you dare, gay buddies. They're not listening. You better no. Y- you better be listening. <laughs> there goes my <laughs> acting career. <laughs> yeah, Lee is sacrificing his acting career right now to to satisfy my need to. To really get to the, the system. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to send me free things, then I'll stop saying any I'll say anything <laughs> you want. Sponsor yeah, but, me. But really please don't remake those movies. Yeah. Unless you just send me a ton of movies free, then I'll not <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> Got another thing, like I just how many cigarettes do they smoke in this movie? Oh man, those yeah, the eighties. Just this, it was even a lot for an 80s movie. John Candy just loves cigarettes. Because even like when he's playing yeah. a goofball, he smokes cigarettes like a cool guy. Just, he I smokes think it even like a professional. Baseballs, like, he's smoking cigarettes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Cause it's just like you said, you even just said, like, it's the 80s. It's just you had to be smoking cigarettes in the 80s movies. And like, I just. 60s, 70s, and 80s. Everyone was you just knew, smoking. You know a smoker when they smoke the end of a cigarette. People can't see this, but I'm holding it with my index and my thumb. And they kind of smoke the last bit like this, like a joint. Just yeah. Pff, and then they look at it, and then they just flick it away. They mm-hmm. just have that whole, like, stuff. And also, you know, a real smoker, that when they can, like, all do it with one hand. They put mm-hmm. the cigarette in their mouth. And yeah. My mom. And then, like, my, then my she. <laughs> and my, also, another real smoker is they put the cigarette out with their thumb. I see my mom do that all the time. Shit. She just brushes it, like, real quick, because she's just got that, like, cigarette callus. That's crazy. And I'm like, terrible. Horrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. God, I just, yeah, like, it always sticks out to me because I hate smoking, and it's one thing I like to see disappear from movies. I haven't been sad at all that, like, that's frowned upon, or, like, people ask for that not to be in movies or taking it. Like, just fuck cigarettes. Like, cigarettes are gross. Like, the yeah. only thing they're in used in, the only, when they have... Now when they have a person smoke, it's it like... It should be in like a period piece or something. Period pieces. But like, because otherwise it's like your character's just like, I'm a badass and I smoke cigarettes even though it's not cool. Because life's hard. And it's like, okay, whatever. Just smoke a joint. Drink yeah. a beer. Like, I'd rather have you do that. 
Um, because I just, I hate cigarettes. I just, too many memories of my mom talking and not paying attention. And, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> like, nothing hurts worse than a cigarette burn. Yeah, I've been burnt. Yeah. This shit hurts like a mother boober. Yeah. My mom would hold me down and just. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Terrible. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm so sorry, people that actually happened uh, that too. I'm just kidding. But she would just randomly talk, like probably most warning. parents who trigger have. Warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> too late. Um, I know. Sorry. Like most parent people who had. Like, Put it in the description. <laughs> Sterling is a trigger warning. Um. Like most Lineage. people who had parents that smoked, you get you you're gonna experience one or two burns. Yeah, just because parents talk and they don't pay attention, and you're a or kid, and you're just like, "What's just going get, on?" Like, ah, just get a face full of smoke. Oh yeah, my mom driving in the car. Uh, I'm just calling her out here, but whatever. I can listen to this. I mean, she's the she was kind of lady that would smoke while pregnant. I'm just like, you are a poophead. I could have yeah. been taller. Everybody, just let me preach. I could have been taller. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. smoked me into shortness. Why I have 13 toes. No, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's definitely a terrible habit. It probably even maybe contributed to John Candy's death. Yeah, and you're just like, you're just smo- and you're allowed to smoke everywhere in the 80s. Restaurants. Imagine how just horrible everywhere smelled back in the 80s. Just cigarette smell everywhere because everyone smoking restaurants. Even if, you, oh, we have a non-smoking area. Okay, but the cigarette smoke just goes right into your fucking non-smoking area. You have like a visible wall around that shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's most likely just like John Candy's like, I'm not going to be on camera longer than 20 minutes without having a cigarette. <laughs> like, That's crazy. I have to be smoking a cigarette constantly. <laughs> like, yeah. Seems like, like, they were very accommodating to him in his career overall because most of his movies, they like take place in Chicago where he's yeah, from. Yeah, it feels like it's like oh, you want John, you want me in your movie? Make your movie in uh, Chicago. You know, yeah, but it's set movie. in London. Yeah, but I'm living in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, does his char- is his character from uh, Cool Runnings? Is he from uh, Chicago? Space, the the Spaceballs character definitely is from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a dude from Chicago. Barf. <laughs> That's Barf. his character's name. Yeah, Barf. I'm a mog. I'm my own best friend. God. R.I.P. John Candy, you're amazing. Yeah, you were amazing and still are. I know. There was the, that one moment where he's like, he's sitting in the car and he's talking to himself. He's like, well, Marie... I and like that moment. That was I one of my favorite moments. That. I was just like, he's so he, lovable. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, damn it, I did. It. Like, I finally meet someone who could be my friend, and I just like a true friend. Like, and I'm just like a blabbermouth idiot, steal his credit card, <laughs> like, just push him away. And then Steve Martin just laying in bed, like. Ugh. Just watching him freeze to death. <laughs> I know, like, really, are you gonna come out the next morning and he's just like, <laughs> just dead as fuck? <laughs> and you bought a room that has two beds and you're just yeah, like, with a fucking with seventeen dollars and a fucking expensive nice watch. watch. Because poor John Candy had two dollars and a and a Casio. Because he's a, he should not have gave him that fifty bucks. Oh, at the restaurant when they split first with the rental cars. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a it's such a wonderful moment. It is, yeah. And then like, yeah, that's, that's when yeah, you that's, the that's when moment. if you didn't know as an audience member yet, that's when you realize like, oh, she's dead. Pretty much. Like yeah. I realize as soon as it like in the scene when he's looking at her picture, because it's like, why are you just staring at it? And then like you put it up. Mm-hmm. At first, Steve Martin character is like, oh, he's just obsessed with his wife. He's a dork. It's like, oh no, she's in memory of. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, he can't get over her and probably will never grieving. will. He's probably going to, you know, kill himself or something after. Not if Steve team. Martin saves him first. Well, that's why he goes back. Cause yeah. Because he, he's just like, yeah, this guy is. Cause he's, and it's even more, it makes even more of an impact because he's like almost home. And he goes yeah. back. He's just like, no, I can't just let this guy. Like, just let him just, just I'll always think about it. I'll always be like, I wonder what happened to him. What would have happened if I had gone back and invited him to Thanksgiving? Is he dead? Oh, no. 
Like, <laughs> he would just never not think about yeah, it. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to forgive himself. Yeah. Yeah, because he'd always be like, well, I wonder what happened. And, like, yeah, he, like, he actually did help. He helped him out in a lot of situations. And Yeah, you know, like, he would have been fucked without, uh, at the rental car place if John Kenny had got there. One, the guy would have finished thrashing him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, two, yeah, he just wouldn't have had a car at that point. Yeah, he wouldn't have, uh, he wouldn't, he would just be stuck. But fucked. Um. Then, you know, there were points, I think, where Steve Martin, yeah, you know, he helped him out, uh, when, uh, he helped out, what Steve Martin helped out John, John Candy when he was freezing to death. So, you know, eventually, you know, they both sort of, they both needed each other. And I think that's sort of what makes their bond kind of, like, strong. Um, and that's yeah, what makes so them real friends. It's a true bromance. It's a true bromance. <laughs> yeah. And you really feel it in this kind of movie, especially in the end scene when he's like running at him like a lover. Yeah. Their chemistry together is really great. It is. It's sad like we don't get more, we didn't get more of them together. And yeah. I and know. I think it's because that movie at the time was not as a huge box office hit. So they're like, oh, audience was, audiences must not like them together. Yeah. And maybe it was like a mixing of the audiences that were different. Maybe it was, like, released at a, like, maybe a crowded time. And also, yeah, it was his first, like you said, departure from teen. So people probably were used to seeing, like, John Hughes and thinking like, yeah, teen yeah. movie. Yeah, oh, That makes sense. And then they, like, at first people go and they just see, like, oh, it's just fucking two old men. Like, that wouldn't have yeah. been a teen movie then for them. That would have been, like, okay. that would have been, like, us now and 30-year-olds, mm-hmm. which we basically almost are. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I get such a call following with younger people because our generation loves any shit. Weirdly enough, I think that was the same year that Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out. Oh, you're coming out against that shit. That's the teen hit. No, that was also John Hughes. So he still knew I got to make some teen movies. I got to pay these bills. Um, And it's ironic. That movie's um, a classic, too. And it's ironic that, like, trains planes and automobiles eventually becomes like or planes trains and automobiles eventually becomes a hit with young people millennials like because we yeah. gobble up everything from the 80s because we grew up on tv yeah <laughs> that's what this like zoomers are just like they grew up on too much it's just too much we grew up on all the tv they're growing up on tv internet, youtube internet all this TikTok. netflix oh, tiktok God, like Insanity. There's too much media for them. Absolute insanity. You bored, children. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, some good quotes from this movie. Uh, this was We already quoted this one from one of our favorite scenes. You can start by wiping that fucking smile off your face. <laughs> it's just I was, I was flabbergasted. I mean, I was even taken back at that scene. I was like, Jesus, I didn't know he was going to say fucking <laughs> and then keep saying i was like i right then i was like oh we got our one fuck oh another one oh another one oh another one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's great jam-packed scene. like uh scene good old jam-packed uh i've never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah after and, he gets it, and, and it was so funny it's it's also these movie uh, 80s movies they're so goofy like obviously because Definitely. he just got grabbed in the nuts and his nuts hurts. Obviously he'd be like, but it's oh, like, Ooh. yeah, he talks in a high pitched voice. I don't think you yeah, honestly talk in a high pitched voice. And, and then like, yeah, in the moments when they 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 have a, a a quote unquote gay moment and they're just like, oh yeah, oh. Uh, not gay moment or whatever. yeah, they're and they both stand up like, oh, they have the heebie jeebies and they go like, and Steve Martin uh, goes like, the you game catch that game last night? Night? Like, oh, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they walk away from each other. It's like, oh my goodness. It's a good game. Good game. <laughs> it's just such goofy. Like, wait a minute. Oh, well, no, okay. I'm not. not. <laughs> you fight. Uh, Shout out you to Storks. <laughs> I love you. Uh, <laughs> you fidget with your balls a lot. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> His one critique of him was like, you fidget with your balls a lot. And all, like, I don't, like, you didn't see him do that once in the entire movie. <laughs> like, not really. I don't know what he's referencing by that. Um, I'm afraid to look at my ass. There might be griddle marks. <laughs> I thought that was what he's like. I'm one big fart whopper. <laughs> oh, my God. They had the whopper back then. Isn't that kind of crazy? 
fast food was taking over. Uh. Yeah, and that scene they had the old like Dorito bag when it was white. And they I think Oh bless you, Lee. Oh bless you, Lee. Uh I think that was back then when they only had like one or two Dorito flavors. Um I wonder yeah, I wonder if they had cool ranch back then. And they might have. It looks like it was just the regular nacho I, yeah, cheese. I think nacho cheese is like the original. Yeah, it is. Oh, Lino's. I know that's the most like prominent one. <laughs> um, Well, let me ask you this, Lee. Oh. When did you see this movie first? Is this a childhood movie or is this something you saw later in life like on Showtime or HBO or some shit? This was something, yeah, I actually saw a little later in life. Like you I went out of your like way to watch it, or you just did you just see? I it? think it was on uh, a streaming service. I think it might have been like Netflix or Amazon. And you were just like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, this is a movie, and I think it was like around the holidays. So I was like, you know what? I should probably maybe watch this movie. I've heard a lot about it. I love John Candy and Steve Martin. I'm surprised I didn't uh, watch this movie when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, um, it was probably that was probably. I'd say maybe five or six years ago. Okay, yeah. If it's on a streaming service, it's got to be recent. That's how old we are. That's how long streaming services have been around. Jesus Christ. Um, what's your favorite part in this movie? Hmm. My favorite part in this movie. Um. It's a hard question because it's a it's funny. It's a good movie. It's got a bunch of good parts. I mean, I. I guess, my favorite like sort of serious. I guess I'll kind of go with like two sort of. The kind of two ways of putting it. My favorite sort of serious moment, would be that moment where. John Candy is sitting in the car. He's uh, freezing to death, you know, and he's like, well, you know. This is what I deserve. He's talking to his wife. He's like, I am the biggest pain in the butt from here to, you know. Kalamazoo. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just like such a sweet moment where, you know, he lets him in. He's real. Steve Martin lets him in. And you just feel so bad for John Candy. It's where they finally bond. so lovable uh, in that moment. Uh and then I guess my favorite sort of funny moment is the, I guess the scene where Steve Martin kind of goes off on John Candy a little bit in the beginning when they're in the hotel. I feel like that scene might be in a couple of those lists of the best insults of all time. It might be. I feel like I've seen that. that well, the, the, the one scene where he insults the taxi driver, like, if I follow you in the restroom and watch you take a leak. You That's know, in it. Yeah. That that was on that in that one video. That classic, <laughs> the classic uh, art group video. <laughs> uh. Well, oh uh, well, this one might be even harder for the answer. Mm. What's your least favorite? My least. I found favorite the. I did. I found. I answered these questions too uh, later, but like, I found that one hard because it's not really, like. Yeah. There's no characters to hate. There's no scene where you're just like, I hate that scene. Right, yeah. Uh, Wow. Least favorite scene. Or thing about the movie. Anything. You'd be like, I didn't like the car they drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. If it bugged you that much. I would say... Hmm. Wow, this this really is kind of difficult. Because I mean, there's there is something. I mean, I know if I really thought hard about it, I would probably find something. But it feels like nitpicking. It right? definitely would be. That's what I felt. Um, because I I do really enjoy this movie. Um, I mean, I guess uh, you know, it's a little cartoonish. And you like uh, things a little more serious. But I mean the draw like I I like these characters. I think you do sort of care about them. They do sort of come off as believable. 
Uh, it's it shines in the different. It shines the difference. It shines a light on the difference in our taste in comedy. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like I still like your comedy because it's as long as it's not dark comedy. I hate dark comedy, but like I love it. You don't, but it's not this. Like I like most of the comedic movies you like probably still, but the same isn't said about me because I like the far spectrum of comedy, all the way over Ultra to Bucky goofy. Larson to Hooby Dooby Dooby Dooville. Ultra goofy, and you're like yeah. I don't like anything over there. Like I like Biodome. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's the goofiness. It's not even that I don't. I don't even like dislike. I don't even hate it. Um, Would you have liked more serious moments? Is what you're saying? No. It's just uh, like that sort of yeah, like the part where. <laughs> John Candy goes on the wrong side of the the highway, like that moment is super cartoonish. Yeah, because like they would be dead. Yeah, they'd be absolutely dead. Or in jail. Um, and it's just like, I don't know. There's a lot of things like. There's a lot of things like if they just kind of made simple choices, the the movie wouldn't happen. Yeah, but the, yeah, but for the, those things, and then then the movie doesn't happen. Exactly. That's why, yeah, that's why this question was hard for me too. It's because everything you can think of, you're like, oh, that's just being nitpicky. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I'll tell you my answer of it was, this one's a little bit more of just like my own personal, but I just had to really think, was I just didn't like that they just they didn't meet one decent human being on the entire journey. Other yeah. than each other. They just, everyone was an Most asshole. The car were. person was an asshole. The cab person was an asshole. And I guess it was like Steve Martin's <laughs> like reaction to the people around him. Yeah. Because then you show like John Candy reacts to people. He's got people singing on the bus. Oh, having fun. Yeah. And then uh, you got the, uh, <laughs> the redneck, uh, truck. Yeah. The son of the guy that John Candy knew or whatever. Yeah. And John Candy knows his, all these people because he's a traveling salesman. He's fucked up from all the, Chewing tobacco, and he's a an actor who a character actor who would appear in a lot of different uh, movies and TV shows later on. Yeah, Dylan. His name's Dylan Baker. (laughs) You probably you would probably maybe recognize him from the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. He was the guy who was eventually going to become the Lizard. He was like Peter's teacher in like Spider Man. Oh, I remember. I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, that's a callback. But yeah, yeah. If you see his face, he's one of those like, oh, his face. You don't know his name, you don't know who he is, but you're like, I remember his he's face. He's a good actor. I like, I really like him. He's been in a lot of uh, interesting movies and TV shows. Yeah. Um. Well, my favorite part of this movie was the bromance. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I love. Well, it's the, the heart love, of the movie. Yeah, and I love movies like this, like with two bros get into a car, do, do and do some shit, or it's do, a ro- two and bros. It's a road movie. Yeah, and even like I love dumb bromance movies, like Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> do you remember that movie? Yes, of course. Do you ever see I that remember. movie? Yes, I've seen. I it. I fucking love that movie. It's a funny movie. It's a classic, actually. like the fucking tattoo scene. Like he's like, Dude, what's my tattoo say? Dude, where's my car? <laughs> no, it, he's no like, wait, what is it again? Oh fuck! It's a classic scene because it's like, like, what's my tattoo or something, or like, it's like the answer to the question. He's like, what's my tattoo? He's like, it says, dude. Like, what does it say, dude? Yeah, yeah. What's mine say, <laughs> dude? <laughs> yeah. Just the whole concept, like, dude, where's my car? Yeah. So fucking dumb. There's aliens and shit. Yeah, it's just such a ridiculous movie. Like I'm glad this? they never made a sequel to it. Oh, it would be no. so stupid. And please don't do it now where they're all old. It'd be retarded. It'd be dumb. It's dumb. Don't do it. Please don't. Please be dumb. don't do it. Uh, this uh, for uh, we're gonna do uh, gonna get my rating this time first. I would give this movie a nine, and Ooh. it just loses the one point for a bit of the cringe. There's some yeah, cringe. you were you were cringing during the bus scene. Yeah, and like just in the initial scenes with John Candy before you kind of get to know him, and they're it's just 
It's just like, oh, I just can't handle that. I don't like the person that talks to me in line. I'd be like Steve <laughs> Martin, but not as rude. Right. It'd just, yeah. it'd just be like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, uh, it is kind of a cringe, cringeworthy moment for sure. Otherwise, than that, it would have been a 10 out of 10. It's just a little too much cringe for me in the beginning. Uh, okay. What would you give it? Uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, this film, uh, it's not like any sort of like like artistic masterpiece or anything. No. And uh, not every movie I've chosen is is like that. No. But um this is a this is a very enjoyable movie, I think. Uh I think there's just a, there's a lot of heart. And that was sort of like the the thing about 80s comedies is that a lot of them did have a lot of heart to sort of back up their mm-hmm. humor. Mhm. Um, they made you care about the characters. They weren't just like, oh, they're a bunch of yeah, fucking like the, dumbasses. The humor is what mattered. The humor and the characters uh, are what mattered. The humor came from like the characters yeah. and the situations. You're going to laugh at someone you like a lot more than someone you don't know or hate. Right. I mean, sometimes that can be funny. Like, it's always in, always sunny in Philadelphia is one of my favorite shows. I just I that's my anti. I don't like shows or comedies of any Seinfeld. Anything <laughs> Seinfeld of like, the characters yeah, aren't very like anti people. I don't like the whole anti-hero. I like in, in any kind of facet. When it's, it's done like, well, ugh. I think it's it's funny. It's like it's it's the opposite of what I, I like want. a I, you know, sometimes I like a cynical main character in comedy and sometimes a a lovable goof a lovable goofball uh is actually tolerable. And John Candy was the best. So I would assume that you're going to rate this movie pretty high. Two, right? <laughs> no, I'm going to give it. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Poor comedies, man. Com- like even the best comedy, that's never going to break an eight, will it? Comedies just no, aren't, can't break that for that's you. That's not true at all. Uh, we're gonna. Well. I'm going to show you some movies where oh God, I think I gave Monty Python a 10 out of 10, but I think we, I was just so like, we were so out of it. Like we were just struggling to talk. And about you, that movie. you liked it more because it was, just, it's, it's such a s- strange, like weird. And it's, it's got a lot of like dry. And it was more your humor. humor. you you love dry humor. And it's like weird and surreal. And you were just like, Ugh. <laughs> is this a movie? What's happening? <laughs> I hate every second of this except for like one or two scenes. It's like a show. Like I wouldn't like every scene on a skit on an SNL episode. Or like, yeah, their skit show, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Uh, but no, there's uh, there's going to be some comedies uh, out there that I probably rate like nine on. or ten. What? That'd be kind of crazy. I want to see a 10, a real, not Monty Python, a real 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 comedy film. And being, I want to be able to go like, Motley, that wasn't a comedy film. Like, I don't know why you thought that was a comedy film, but 13 children died. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, but like, he was joking pretty hard the whole time. Like, were you listening? I'm like, no, I was noticing the the fact that he was wearing baby faces. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't very funny Jesus to me. Jesus Christ! Painting me to, to seem like a horrible serial He lives boy. in the horror section of every bookstore and movie store. <laughs> oh man. Um, no. Uh, but we we're gonna kind of like wrapping this up, everybody. Uh, yeah. By letting you know what we're gonna watch next week. It's my film, and we're finally entering. One of the my favorite seasons for holiday movies, Christmas time. Oh boy! And we're gonna kick it off with a bang. Oh now this boy. isn't like a bang, as in like it's a huge classic, all this stuff. I have those, but this is something I saw recently. I thought it's adorable, and I think I would get a really funny and good reaction out of Lee. Uh, a night before Christmas, and not night as in nighttime. A night as in medieval night. That's all you'll get. Oh, you'll have to tune in next week to find out what the fuck that means. <laughs> or watch the movie and then listen to the podcast along with us. Um, as always, uh, if you're 
obviously you're listening to this, so you're listening on this, whatever you're listening to. But in the future, for future reference, know that our podcast is on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Um, if you could please rate, review, and share the podcast, it helps us out immensely. Uh, just helps us promote. It's 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 your free way of helping us out. Um, yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was actually we were both worried that this was going to be a hard episode to talk about, but I think we got a we went we talked about a bunch of different things, but. I hope that's what it's entertaining. I hope you think we're just like two dudes in your car in the trunk talking to you into your ear and it's late at night and you're like, where are they? Where are they coming from? I can't I can't find them. I'm so scared. And, you know, we're just like friends. Um, (laughs) What? And, you know, we're going to end it there. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you next week. It's turkey time. Gobble, 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 gobble.